episode two of Time Out with DG. I am your host, DG, Daniel Gotero, KHU 11 Sports. Thanks for sticking around for episode two. I mean, that's a win in and of itself. Appreciate that. Um, like I said, in my first one, it's a new venture. We're starting out here with the sports department, doing some podcasting. We're going to have some special guests. And today, we do have a special guest. Episode two is Dynamo Legend. Brian Ching, and you have a lot of titles I can kind of go through that we're going to talk about here in this interview. So, Brian, how are you? I'm doing good, man. Thanks for having me on. Of course, of course. Yeah, well, uh, what are you, financial advisor? You uh, own several bars. I mean, this is a crazy ride that you've been on. <laughs> you know, trying to figure out what's next is is kind of the, the theme of it all. And, um, you know, once you retire, it's, it, it, it's, it's difficult because you jump from, like, knowing one thing you know, being used to this one lifestyle to, okay, what's next? What am I passionate about? You know, what am I going to enjoy doing? And, you know, it was a, it's a five, six year process so far. And uh, I, like, I finally feel like I say, like after I tell a lot of people after, you know, finally five years of being retired, I I have a really good idea of what I like, where I want to go and how I'm going to get there. Okay. We'll get to the uh, retirement stuff in a little bit, but let's start all the way back in Hawaii. One of my favorite places in the world. <laughs> I honeymoon there. A lot of people honeymoon there. I know that's not unique in and of itself, but uh, it's a beautiful place. So, what is it like being from Hawaii? Miserable. No, I bet it was so tough. Uh, I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure it's really bad to go back home, uh, visit everybody, and all that. No, you know, I, I mean, but like it, you know, I mean, people it, use that as a vacation spot, but that's your home. I mean, that's where you grew yeah, up. So that's kind of cool. It's, it's paradise. It's what I was used to. You know, I spent every day growing up either in the water, you know, fishing, surfing, diving, you know, you name it. You know, my mom lived on the North Shore. My dad uh, was a beach boy in Waikiki on uh, in Waikiki and. Mm-hmm. Uh, spend the summers with him and you know the rest of the time with my mom so we kind of had the best of <clears throat> both worlds um, and you know I, it, it's it's crazy I mean I, I miss the lifestyle you yeah. know obviously running around in surf shorts and, and right. barefooted all the time but uh, you know, one of those. Uh, things nobody's that... stopping you, by the way. You can still do that. <laughs> I don't know if your new this job whole, will allow yeah, that. This, but... whole, this whole responsibility growing up <laughs> things kind of getting in the way. But no, I'm, um, I had a great childhood. You know, I, like I said, I can't complain. Um, you know, and I think that, um, you know, I was pretty fortunate to kind of get on the path that I did. You know, I've, I started playing soccer, and you know, I I don't know if I I loved soccer as mm-hmm. much as i loved competing and and uh just being out there uh and and competing you know and i think that that's kind of what's driven me more so than my love yeah. of the game I, obviously i fell in love with soccer along the way but uh you know my first love was surfing i wanted to be yeah. a professional surfer that didn't turn out but you know not <laughs> not complaining um so but you could be competitive in that too obviously yeah, especially definitely. out there shoot I yeah mean. i mean my idols growing up were you know Tom Curran, Kelly Slater, like all the Derek Hole, all these big surfers, you know, that most yeah. people <laughs> wouldn't even know of other than probably Kelly Slater. But, um, you know, it was just one of those things. You know, I got into soccer. My mom's like, hey, why don't you play sports? I'm like, all right, well, you know, I surf. What, 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 what yeah, else do you want me to do? Because yeah, like, I was going to ask you, why did you gravitate towards soccer? Was it just something that was quick for you to pick up and, and you just, when you realized, oh, man, I'm pretty good at this here a little bit? Yeah, my mom said, you know, you know, play try soccer, and I was like, "What's that?" You know, she's like, "Well, it's a sport you kick the ball around with," and, and you know, she didn't even know. And I was like, "Well, if you coach," I was kind of a shy kid at the time. She, you know, I'll play, and so she, you know, she, was that right? She was my first coach. Oh, you know, really? And I still remember her like 
uh, I don't recommend any parents do this, but reading the AYSO manual on the way to the practice field after a long day of work. She's like, what am I going to put them in? Uh, and, you know, while she's driving us to practice and then, you know, I kind of, I was, I was, I was always fairly athletic, one of the more athletic kids. So I picked up on it pretty quick. So I was always one of the better kids. Uh, and I just kind of stuck with it and, and just kind of, you know, got on select teams, um, you know, got on better teams and then just kind of stayed with it. Uh, it wasn't like I was like watching professional soccer being, this is what I want to be when I grow up. Yeah, this right. is who it is. I mean, soccer wasn't on TV back then sure. as much. I mean, you know, you catch your uh, one-off national team game here and there, but it was just more of a competition thing for me. And then my mom's like, hey, you want to go to college? And I was like, yeah, you know, I want to go away. I don't want to stay on the island. I want to experience something yeah, sure, different and sure. new. And so she's like, well, you know, try to get a scholarship, you know, because I'll need help. And um, so I was like, oh, what am I good at? You know, I was like, okay, I'm pretty good at this soccer thing. Sure. Maybe, maybe maybe this will play out. And so then I kind of really dedicated myself and started uh, doing things away from just showing up at practice. You know, I would get to school an hour early, so – Instead of doing my homework or hanging out with my friends, I'd take a soccer ball and start doing that. And that those types of habits really allowed me to kind of accelerate and kind of go further than I ever thought I would go. So what was that first practice like with mom? <laughs> I mean, she read the manual. I mean, AYSO and all that. But what was it like? I was seven. You know, it's like hurting cats. You know, no one knew how to kick a ball. It was just like, you know, dribble through cones. Uh, I mean, you drive know, by all the fields here in Houston. You see all these little kids running around. I'm sure that's exactly what it was, right? Yeah. I mean, look, soccer's been that way for a long, long time. You know, a lot of, you know, parents who've never played the game are, are out coaching the kids. You know, obviously that's slowly starting to change with with the MLS being around for a long time and a lot more people kind of, uh, you know, picking up the game um, at a younger age. So, you know, now we're getting better, a little bit better coaches from the start. So, uh, like I always say, man, it's like if I grew up now, I don't, I don't even know if I would have been able to be a professional soccer player. <laughs> but well, do you you mentioned your your dad was he yeah. was he wanting to push you into sports too, or was uh, was was he uh, on, on another part? Uh, was he more the surfing, or how, how was that? How was that influence? Yeah, my dad was just, he was more of the surfing side of things, you know, I, you know we, we'd go to Waikiki Beach, he'd give us $5, we'd be running around all of Waikiki with no shirts on, like I said, barefoot, running in and out, buying baseball cards. Wow, that's living. <laughs> you know, yeah, it was, it was, it was, it was a good life, you know, and, uh, and then we'd surf, surf all day, and then, you know, he'd, uh, you know, we'd pack up, and then he'd go to his real job in the evening, which is like a, I think an engineer, so when, when the newspaper press broke down, he would work so we'd we'd be in his camper van in the parking lot of the newspaper is that right <laughs> and we'd be spend half the night there and then he'd get off around three or four drive home you know carry us out of the car put us in the house and then uh and then wake up around nine and, and repeat it all over again you know so it, it, it was a fun life different life not not a life that i think would be conducive to you would think of you know somebody turning out to be a professional soccer player I was gonna say because if the people that know you, seen you play, um, your goal celebrations and all that, they would never have guessed that you're a shy kid. <laughs> so soccer really brought out a lot in you, though, right? I mean, if, I feel like it did. That is competition, to be honest, you know. And then being comfortable, you know. I, I think for me, when I always excelled, it was in an environment where I felt um, comfortable, you know, like felt like I belonged and, and felt like. Um, uh, you know, people cared about me. And I think that, you know, when I look back at my career, I've always kind of been in, in, in those vi environments when I've been most successful.
So, funny story. You mentioned Waikiki. Uh, for us, I don't know if I've ever told you this story uh, about our honeymoon in Waikiki. No. So, uh, when we were, when I was at Northwestern, Northwestern played Hawaii. Uh, and by the way, I have some a weird, like, fascination with Hawaii football. I don't know <laughs> okay. if, if it's been that way on the island. I mean, I would imagine that everybody pays attention to it, right? It's like a pro team over there. I yeah, it's think. huge. I mean, look at Gene Jones. I mean, he, yeah. he created a massive name for himself there, and now right. he's going to be here with the uh, Roughnecks here. Exactly. So looking forward to watching the XFL. I play. still love the fact that he wears a lay. <laughs> or, or, you know, some kind of a shell necklace. I mean, he, like, bought into the culture over there, and it's it's hard not to really yeah. buy into the culture. Every time my mom came up, she'd always give me a lay. She still does, you know? Yeah. And, and uh, I, one of my... Our, my favorite celebrations, um, I'm actually wearing LA um, uh, that she gave me. Oh, wow. The game, so it was cool. Uh, yeah, but, no, yeah. my so the story of the Waikiki, yeah, though, yeah. Uh, it was we, we had our honeymoon. We went to Kauai first. Uh, it was Grand Hyatt in Kauai. Beautiful. I don't know. Have you been out there? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's just stunning. Um, they, they have a Hindu temple out there, by the way, too. Did you know that? Actually, I didn't know that. Yeah, it's kind of like tucked away in, in the mountains up there. So That's my cool. wife, yeah, my wife's Indian, so we went to this Hindu temple. Um, and then we went to Waikiki. So that trip that I went on with Northwestern, mm-hmm. <clears throat> excuse me, we stayed on Waikiki, but that was a long time ago. And I remembered that the hotel was really nice. It was the one with the two towers. I can't remember which one that is, um, right there on Waikiki beach. So many. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. There's just <laughs> okay. like these two towers. It connects in the yeah. middle, whatever. So I thought it was really nice. So, okay, let's book a room there. She'd never been to Hawaii before. And I'm going to see Pearl Harbor or do all the touristy stuff while we're over there. Mm-hmm. Um, so, anyway, we get the room, and it is definitely not what I was expecting. I mean, it's a, it's a really small room. The hotel had really gone downhill. I was really upset. So, we go back downstairs, and my wife is like, she was telling the front desk, it's like, look, this is our honeymoon. My husband's really upset. Is there anything that you can do? And so, the people went back to talk to the manager and wouldn't you know it, that weekend, they had the uh, penthouse suite available. And they gave us a penthouse suite for the weekend at the same rate. Oh, wow. Uh, so I will always be indebted to Hawaii and the people of Hawaii because uh, I, I love it. I love the culture over there. But it was hard for you, I bet, to to leave. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, that, you, you've been there all your life. And then you go to Washington, which is not Hawaii no. in any way. So tell me about that transition. Um, one of the good things is that I, I went into an environment that, like I said, I, you know, it, it, very team family oriented. Uh, so I, I got to be comfortable right away, but as this far is at Gonzaga. as Sorry, yeah, right. Gonzaga, Gonzaga. Gonzaga. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Spokane. But the, the shock was, um, you know, you go from one temperature year round uh, in Hawaii to yeah. four seasons, you know, you get there in August where it's nice and warm. And then you go straight into a fall, and then a winter that's like, oh my goodness, what just hit me? You know? Yeah, right. And, and, the fall's and, not very long. I feel like. It, <laughs> no, I, I not, feel like not, for you, it came. It, spoke like, yet, it was like no. about a month, and then yeah. winter hit you. Uh, and I mean, you even hit fall, and that, that felt like winter at first. You know what I mean? Coming from Hawaii, <clears throat> um, but it was beautiful. You know, I loved Spokane, but our my first summer there, we had an ice storm. And summer. Our, yeah. No, I mean, my first oh, yeah, winter, winter there. Okay. Sorry. sorry. I was going to say, because that's yeah. real history. <laughs> but um, my first winter there, we had an ice storm. And I'm like, what is this? You know, this is ridiculous. <laughs> this is stuff if this, happen, if, if this happens every year, like, I, I, I thought it was something that, like, this happens every year, right? It was my right. first real experience sure. of winter. And Did you call home and tell your mom, like, <laughs> what, what am I doing over here? Uh, no. Um, you know, I toughed it out. I toughed it out. I had a couple of guys from Hawaii that, um, oh, good. you know, we, we kind of toughed it out together. I, 
my my roommate was from idaho and so he was used to it and i wasn't so like we had we we fought over the the I wouldn't say the AC but the the heating unit. I bet. So I wanted it like you know eighty degrees shirt off, and he was always coming in with his sweater on. Like he wanted it like I swear to God he wanted it like forty degrees in there. Uh, and so we, we we was this constant battle this first right. year of like the temperature. So every time you know he left, boom, I cranked it up shirt off you know <laughs> slippers on uh he comes back in you know we, uh, with we, it again, we, we were battling so but it was it was it was it was pretty fun um but you know going back to the it got minus 10 i think that year and i was like oh my goodness oh, this is terrible. bad so if it wasn't for the soccer team and and that yeah, sure. group that we had definitely would have been gone <laughs> oh yeah now those uh, weather conditions are really bad when i went to school in chicago yeah. the lowest it ever got i remember looking at the thermostat in downtown chicago this was like a, a sorority date party that I was on with my girlfriend at the time. Mm. Yeah, she wanted to go ice skating outside. And I'm like, um, <laughs> I think it's going to be really bad. Oh, no, let's go. Let's have a good time. So it was minus 27. Oh, Minus 27. Really? It was minus 27. I'll never forget looking across the street. We were in Michigan Avenue. Yeah. Now you've been to Chicago. Yeah, yeah, right yeah. down nice. on the bank temperature gauge. Minus 27. <laughs> I'm like, I'm out. Let's go. <laughs> no, Vamanos. Let's get, let's get out of here. Oh, um, so, but I wanted to ask you, so while yeah. you're at Gonzaga, mm-hmm. when did you – so you go – you play soccer, get a scholarship. When did you realize, okay, my next step is attainable? Like when did that kind of become crystal clear that – well, shoot, I can I can play for a living here for a little bit, and this is a sport that I, I I'm starting to love, and I can get drafted in the MLS. So, you know, the league started in '96, pretty much right when I graduated from high school, and it was never a goal of going to to college to try to go become a pro. It was more like, okay, what's the best degree can I can get? So I was like, ah, I think it's accounting, business school. So I went in thinking that I'm going to come out being an accountant, and so it wasn't until maybe my junior year um, in one of the coaches from the Galaxy at the time, his name is Ziggy Smith, unfortunately he passed away, I think, last year. Um, but he came out to watch one of our games and, you know, invite, and then invited me out um, in the summertime, the next summer, to come and train with the team. Was their, that surreal? Team. And yeah, at the time I was like, oh, this is kind of fun. This is cool, <laughs> right on, you know, and... And so I go down there, and I actually have a great two weeks of training uh, while I'm at the Galaxy. And then that's when it goes, oh, okay, wow, this this is an option. You know, this might be an option. I have a good right. opportunity here. And, you know, he continued to follow me uh, and uh, the next year and, and was like, okay, you know, like if you, know, you keep going, we'll, we're probably going to draft you, you know, and, you know, um, don't go to the combine. You know, I don't want anybody to see you because we're gonna we want to sure. pick you up. You know, uh, and so it's like, all right, that sounds good to me. Let's do it. Let's you know? go. Man. <laughs> so hang loose, right? Uh, Let's go. And so then, you know, the next year they drafted me. I think it was 11th overall. Um, and uh, that was 2001, right? 2000. So 2000. Yes, okay. I think so. 2001. Okay. So. Um, and then, <clears throat> what was your what was your I'm here in the MLS moment? Oh, well, shoot, I tell you what, it wasn't really, um, I never really had that moment. Uh, it was kind of like, all right, I'm here. And then it was like the self, my self-doubt came in. I wasn't very comfortable. You know, I, it was just a new environment to me in professional life, right? So you got to, you know, you, like no one's going to kind of baby you along Definitely, the way. Yeah. And so for me, I struggled the first year, you know, like it, anyway. So 
I was I wasn't really scheduled to be a starter. The starter got hurt a week before the first game. And so literally the first game of the season, they're like, all right, you're in. Let's go. Wow. You know? And No kidding. You know, and then, I, and then we're down 3-0 at halftime, right? Oh, and who do they pull off? Of, of course, they're going to pull off the young guy, right? You, you know, just that's, that's the way it goes. Uh, the whole team's playing bad, but, you know, you can pull off the rookie. Yeah. And so after that, I was like, oh, I started questioning it. I was like, wow, I'm probably not good enough. And the sad thing is I did that for, you know, three, four months after that. So, like. You know, pretty much went from starting the first game to not even traveling with the team. Oh, my. And, you know, at, at one point I got angry at myself and I said, what are you doing? You know, you're wasting an opportunity here. Just give it all you got. You know, do what you did, make you successful. Stop questioning it. You know, give it give it a good run. And so, you know, I changed my, my mentality um, and started showing up early for trainings, started pulling an assistant coach on the side, say, hey, you want to work with me? What do I need to work on? Let's right. do this. And so I really started turning things around and, and gaining confidence and building that confidence in myself. And um, so was there ever a conversation yeah. that was had with anybody? Or is that just something that you just kind of realized hey, you're, you're in L.A. at this time and kind of by yourself and this is your pro-life. You got to do this just to kind of make it. Or did somebody kind of tell you, kind of walk you through it's just one what of it was those, like to be a pro? One of those things, you know, I was kind of feeling sorry for myself and, and I was just started getting angry at myself like what, what are you doing you know like mm -hmm. yeah and so it was literally just kind of a self-revelation i said come on let's 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 try to turn this around and so by the end of the season totally turned things around you know started traveling with the team on away games um you know even got put into a, a playoff game uh with the team team did real well that year we went to the final but um you know so i, I just learned a lot about myself and my confidence yeah. and you know didn't have a great season and they had an opportunity to pick up another guy who ended up helping them win championships so i got released oh. <laughs> right so you yeah. know it is what it is a professional yeah. game but but you had your confidence but 100 percent. i i took that confidence with me into the second division i went to seattle which was in the second division at the time ended up being a leading scorer in the in the second division league we had the best record our, our seattle team you know and then the following year <clears throat> uh san jose picked me up and you know, I scored thirty seconds into my first game. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> you know, um, you have a back, knack for making in. your first impressions uh, <laughs> wherever you go. We'll get to that other, the other first yeah. impression in a little bit. So, so I mean, that lesson and that year with the Galaxy was instrumental for me in learning about myself and 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 believing in myself and and giving that confidence. You know, I always would go into new situations and part of it's cultural coming from Hawaii it's like you're very respectful you don't you know you don't you don't push the boundaries you, you know you're you're very humble um and you know it wasn't really until I got to that gal that moment in the galaxy yeah. where I was like all right you have to believe in yourself you have to do this you're not just gifted you know it, it's 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 more than being just talented and gifted you have to have a a, a belief in yourself if you want to be successful and you know that lesson not only transferred over to me having a great career but even off the field now you know mm -hmm. i think i see a lot of you know um uh carryover in, yeah. in business where work where, ethic where determination where yeah. just believing in yourself and believing that what you are what you're going to go after you can do you know and, and there's going to be bumps along the way right sure. i mean that was one of the biggest oh, things yeah. i failed right right off the bat and it's like okay either either you you buy into that failure and you become a failure or you you just say oh i failed at that opportunity and you know what i what i tried didn't work 
and try something new moving forward. And that's kind of, you know, the mentality that uh, I have now, uh, thanks, right. to, thanks to that moment I had with the Galaxy. San Jose, then to Houston. Um, take me back to the move to Houston. What was, uh, <laughs> what was, what was everybody thinking when you guys were going to pick up, move the organization, come on down here to Texas? So in San Jose, we've always, we we're hearing rumors, we're going to move, we're going to move, and that's like you know two, three years. Uh, and then finally... Because you were there, what, three years? Three seasons? Um, two? That was two there, seasons? yeah. So that was there, 03 to 05. Okay. So three seasons. And every season, they're like, all right, you guys are going to move, you guys are going to move. And we're like, all right, whatever, whatever. So at that point, we're like, okay, you know, just more rumors. And then we get a call in December saying, all right, you know, everybody... We're, we're going to move into Houston, you know, so we're calling December. All right. Preseason starts in March, you know, sure. uh, or maybe, maybe even, yeah, yeah. I think it was probably like late February, early March. And, and then I had a national team camp actually, uh, that year. Cause that was a world cup year in 06. <clears throat> okay. So yep. from January to, you know, basically the start of our preseason, I was going to be gone with the national team. So, uh, I literally, uh, had about two weeks to, to come up to Houston and try to find a place. You know? Oh, wow. So I, I had you ever up, been to Houston before? Never been to Houston. So I started looking at places in Galveston because there's a beach. I'm a Hawaii guy. There you go. I'm like, all right, I'm gonna sense. go. I'm gonna live right by the beach. You know, it's only a 45 minute commute. I think I can do this. You know, like without knowing anything about the traffic, without knowing anything right. about Galveston. <laughs> you know, I'm, and then I started researching houses in Galveston. I'm like, why is everything on stilts? This, and then why is the water brown? And I was yeah. like. This is weird. I, I don't know if I want to. I don't know if I want to live down here now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Well, and, uh, and I think that's kind of the reaction a lot of people have when they get to Galveston for the first time. <laughs> and I really didn't know anything about Houston. You know, I didn't even know the rodeo. I didn't know anything about Houston. You know, I was just like happy-go-lucky. All right, uh, let's let's go. We're gonna move. Um, and then, so I, I I think I came here on 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 the thirty-first or thirtieth or thirty-first to look for houses. I was like, oh, I got two days, and then not realizing that pretty much you know everything shuts down on on the first and no one's out looking at houses oh, so there's yeah, no right. opportunities to so i you know I, I thankfully went into a high rise right when i got here and i was like all right i'm gonna do that and so i found a place within a day and then you know literally um right after the national team camp flew here you know and tried to get settled i mean yep. it, it, it was a crazy first year uh for us and you know i think that's for me such a difficulty for for guys because none of the guys we don't have it's not like we had millions of dollars right where you can just be like all yeah. right i'm gonna go i'm gonna move to a nice place you know i can pay for everything that you know people can take care of stuff for you get it all taken sure. care of so guys had families and their wives were working you know the kids were still in school oh, in san jose man. so like middle lot, of the year yeah. yeah so a lot of the families don't move out to right you know, to the end of the year the guys are you know we're scrambling trying to you know play soccer trying to figure out life off the field um and, and don't get me wrong we were, we were a good team sure you know well, i was gonna ask you did that kind of play into the fact that that group was so close on the field because you guys were all the all these guys were going through all this stuff moving and and obviously we all know what you guys did that year and, and it was so special but do you think that kind of helped a little bit and the fact that you guys were all going through this and it's like hey we're we're a closer unit now I think we always kind of felt like an underdog unit, you know, and I think that was kind of always our, our calling. Even when we were in San Jose, you know, we were like, ah, nobody expects us to win. Nobody wants us to win. They want L.A. They want New York. They want the big market teams. You know, no one spends money on us. Yeah. But we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna show you the, the middle finger and, and, and we're going we're gonna to win because we're all competitors. 
And I think when you come and, you know, you have a good team with that good mentality, it helped, you know, it helped guys with the transition. But, you know, saying that, I mean, there's so much that, you know, we could have just relied on saying, all right, we're not, you know, we're not going to be successful this year because of all this stuff. Mm -hmm. You know, we don't have the resources. We don't have this and that. Nobody, nobody wants us to win, you know? And, and so that, you know, for us, it was like that group, that core group was kind of what kind of drove us and moved us and, 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 and why we were successful is because, you know, if the soccer became the sanctuary of all the other problems, sure. just, just go away. And, um, you endeared yourself yeah. from right from the get-go. Yeah. I mean, I mean that was that was a way, that's a way to introduce yourself to a new city. Four goals and I mean that it was was yeah. that a, like a blur? Yeah, the first game. I mean, look at it. I mean, I've never scored four goals in a game before that or after that. So it was I mean, what it, were you feeling during that things. game as it was going on? I mean, I mean, the excitement in the stands was huge. Everybody yeah. was really fired up for you guys to finally be here. You know, soccer's big here in this town. Everybody was waiting for it. Um, yeah. Is that what's part of it? Just hey, let's just go out, ball out, and have fun out here. Yeah, it was just one of those things. Like like I said, when you get on the field, it's just like okay, it's, it's this is what we're doing. But there was that excitement, right? I mean, we were in San Jose, and you know we're getting twelve thousand, maybe twenty thousand fans for a game during um, you know the playoffs. But it wasn't like a, a great following. And then you know you kind of that build up of that first game, uh, you don't know what to expect. And then you kind of get to the stadium, and there's you know, st well, it wasn't full because <laughs> we had trouble getting people and we didn't expect that many people. Yeah, sure. Uh, but, you know, it was just kind of as the game went on, the crowd built and built and built and built. And you're just like, wow, this is this is really cool. And really, I think we really fed off of it. You know, I, you just kind of get that excitement of being in a new place and, and being supported and loved right off the bat. And, uh, you know, like I said, we had a good team, you know, and, and, and we knew that and we knew we were tough. And so we just we just went out there and, and, and really enjoyed the moment of it, you know, and I think mm -hmm. that, you know, everybody that showed up that first game, I obviously enjoyed it. And for myself personally, um, you know, the things just kind of fell into place for, for me to be able to, to kind of have that kind of introduction that I did. Two championships back to back. Um, what is the one thing that sticks out from those those championship groups? I think it was just the guys and our mentality, you know, and, and it was just we we expected to win. You know, we, we went into every game no matter who we played. Um, yeah. You know, just, all right, we have an opportunity to win, and, and, and we want to win, and we're going to do what it takes to win, and uh, and we were a true team in that sense, you know. And you'd been building that for several years, right? That, that kind yeah. of mentality well, when you walk into a place and, hey, we expect to win, it takes a little bit. Yeah. to kind of build that attitude as a, as a, as a whole group. Yeah, definitely. And I think, you know, I give, uh, Frank Yollop, who was the kind of started the whole process in San Jose and was successful there with Dom under him. And then Dom kind of taking that, you know, almost to another level, uh, and they did their research on guys and they wanted guys that would fit into the group and, and they created this group that, you know, one of the biggest compliments I think that, um, we had was when other guys would come in from other teams we trade for them or yeah. you know we pick them up in the off season they come in and be like wow i've I've never trained that hard uh in trainings wow. i didn't know it was that well, that's intense, what you want you know yeah. and that's and that's that's kind of what what we had right and that's why we were so successful is because you know our our week in and week out trainings a lot of times were more difficult than than the games because sure. of you know, one the players we had to the mindset that we took into every training and and it was you wanted to win 
not only on the weekend. You wanted to win in 5v2. You wanted to win in, you know, the small-sided game. Yeah. And, and if you didn't win in practice, you'd be pissed. And I remember. I remember me. Like, I mean, if I lost in training that day, I was miserable the rest of the Is day. Is that right? I was miserable. Angry, miserable. Wow. And Couldn't had, wait to get back out there the next day. That's right. Yeah. And, and we had a lot of guys that were like that. And that's what it takes to win, you know. And I, I, I don't think a lot of people understand that until they get put in that environment. Yeah. And, you know, if you look at the amount of guys that kind of came into our environment and then went on to be successful as well. Sure. Um, I, and, and, and I listen to a lot of them now and they say, look, I learned a lot from, from, the, from that group and those guys and being on that team, mm -hmm. what it takes to be successful, what it takes to win. And I think, um, you know, it's, it's not easy. And most people don't realize it until you kind of you actually see what what it takes from from the people before you. So successful career, obviously, the two titles. I want to ask you about a two-year span for you, 2010 and 2011. There was a lot of changes that happened, especially 2011. But 2010, uh, you had an opportunity for this World Cup. It was a World Cup year, yep. um, and you hadn't you hadn't gotten to the national roster right yet. To but you were on you were on the roster. You just didn't make the final cut that year. What? Did, what was that like for you? I know it was tough. I remember. I remember talking to you back then. It was. It wasn't easy. That's. I mean, you obviously want to win with your club, but there's. It's a whole other level, um, because you were the first Hawaiian-born player to play for the national team. Yeah. So that that must have been really tough. Kind of walk me through the emotions of that when you didn't get that opportunity that you were looking for. So I'll take it back even further. So 2006 best year of my life right uh go to the world cup i didn't get a play right so left a little bit of a sour taste in my mouth but then we win the mls cup you know and then you know i get another opportunity in 2010 where from 2006 to 2010 i was in all the important u.s qualifying games yeah. you know helping the team qualify for, for sure I remember for, that. for the for the world cup and so you know i got an injury um uh right kind of at the beginning of the year you know, and I'm trying to battle back and get ready for, for the World Cup in 2010. And, um, you know, I kind of get back right right as we're kind of preparing for uh, the World Cup, you know, right before he makes his, he's going to make his final cuts. And, you know, I felt like I performed well enough to be on the team, the history of... Yeah, I think a lot of people expect in there, you know, yeah. and, and it was, you know, we, we play a game, I, I forget where the game was, maybe in Connecticut, our last the game before he nails down the squad and so everybody's kind of just waiting around in their rooms and thinking you know um you know was, i think it was like 12 o'clock you know the day before the team's gonna go uh travel to 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 europe if i'm not no actually i think there are maybe one or two more days before they travel to europe and yeah. you know you know, kind of waiting, you know, after the moment? game, everybody goes, like? you know, everybody right. goes back. Well, you know, I was like, the later and later I got it, the more I was like, okay, you know, I'm going to be here because he's calling guys in to let them know that they're not going to be here. And I, I guarantee you I was the last guy called in and it was like 12:30, one o'clock in the morning. I don't remember the exact time, but it was, it was past midnight. Yeah. And I was just kind of sitting around with some of the other veteran guys. And as soon as I get the call, do you know? You know, you, mm -hmm. you know, they're like, come down and you need to talk to you. And everyone in the room, I was just, they were like, really? You know, and I was just like, all right, you know. And so I go down, you know, and, um, you know, they just, they're like, all right, you know, we, we decided that, you know, 
you're not gonna take you and thanks and so shake everyone's hand get out and i was just kind of like <clears throat> that was just kind of like just, wow you know Stunned. like disbelief yeah, like yeah disbelief and it was tough and you know not a big crier but and i didn't at the moment and it wasn't until i kind of came back to houston mm -hmm. and you know you kind of like everyone's like wow what happened you know yeah. and that's when it kind of really hit me and i was like wow you know this you know i was i was hoping i was going to be you know potential starter on the team in 2010 for sure you know <clears throat> um and and you know you kind of have those hopes and expectations and then you know just you know get crushed and so it it, it was difficult you know it, it was it was definitely difficult uh and you know, the toughest for, moment of your career. Yeah, it was the toughest moment of career, hundred percent. You know, and then not only that, it was the 2010 season was a disaster for us uh, as a Dynamo. You know, first first time I've ever not made the playoffs. You know, the first and only time I think in my career that I've, I wasn't on a playoff team. Mm. You know, and so you know that along with That's not a heck going, of a run, not going, way, yeah. not going to the World Cup. Yeah, yeah. and so it was it was tough. Yeah, it, it was definitely tough. And but I, what got me out of that was like, yeah, maybe in 2006, I wasn't, you know, I was kind of like the last man on, you know, and, you know, I got the experience. So I was good with that. And, you know, I enjoyed the team, sure. watching the team, the guys, the guys did well, you know. Um, so, but did yeah, you watch it, the games? It's always, it's always, yeah, I definitely watched the games, man. Because, I mean, those, those, those are like all your best friends sure. out there, you know, and yeah. you want to root them on, you know, and you don't want to let your sorrow get in the way or, or, yeah. or affect them negatively uh, in any way. So, um, yeah, you know, you're definitely a fan, you know, a fan of the team at heart and the guys. So, um, but yeah, I mean, like I said, I mean, it was probably like the lowest, one of the lowest points in my career. And, you, you got to move on because if you dwell on it, obviously, you know, it's, it's, um, you know, it's, it's not, it's not going to benefit you in any way. And so, you know, that was kind of more or less the end of my, the national team career too, you know, and I, mm -hmm. and I, and I knew that. Um, so it was, it, it was a tough pill to swallow, but you know, I, I, I got beyond it and, you know, thankfully, I, you know, for me, I, you know, I still, I don't really hold any grudges anymore or, yeah, I would say. Yeah, no, I got you. <laughs> I got you. I got you. Um, yeah, that's fine. That's, it happens. It happens to all of us. Um, Twenty eleven, though. <laughs> so you're invested in the Dynamo, and then Montreal starting, mm -hmm. right? And this was in 2011, I believe. Yes, 2011. So the expansion drive happens, and I remember. No, it was 12. I think it was 12. Yeah, oh, it was 12 because we opened the stadium in 12. Oh, okay. And that was my biggest okay. thing. Because we made, we made the MLS Cup, and we were, um, in 2011, we made it back to the MLS Cup. That's right. And we yes, lost to LA. There. Yeah, that's right. I was there. Yeah. And then within a week of losing to LA, it was, okay, you know, we're not going to protect you. We don't think they're going to take you because you're on this high salary. You're on the ending of your career. Um, you know, and that was a coach, coach's decision. And I was like, at the time, I was like, ah, you know what? You're probably right. You know, I'm not, yeah. I'm not worried about it. So then, you know, I get informed that. Then then the Montreal coach calls me literally the next day. says, hey, I'm thinking about taking you. <laughs> and I was like, just kind of like taking it back first. And I was like, look, you know, you never liked me as a player because I played against him. Sure. You always uh, said I was the type of player you despise and now you want to turn around you want to put me on your roster that doesn't make sense to me 
you know, so don't do it because I don't want to go. Um, and he goes, well, you know, I'm still thinking about taking it. I was like, well, don't do it. Sorry. <laughs> so this is still fresh. It'd be, it's okay. And no, I was no, like, well, don't right. do it. And I hung up on him. And the you next, hung up on him? I hung oh, up on wow. him. Yeah. Well, and I threw my phone. But, uh, <laughs> wow. And, um, and then the next day it was the draft. And then, um, I didn't even watch the draft. Somebody texted me as soon as I got the first text, I shut the phone off, put it down. It was like, I don't, you know, I didn't, I don't want to talk to anybody because I was sure. very, very emotional. And because we were coming into a 2012 season and I felt like I was a big part of helping that stadium you know, being built and right. I, I wanted to be here for that. I wanted well, to be here. Some people call it the house of Ching built. So on, there you go. You know, and I wanted to be a part of that. And and, yeah. and that was that opportunity almost was, was at the time was taken away from me in an instant when, yeah. when I've had a conversation with the coach. So what do you think? What, why, why, what was it? Was it just out of spite at that point? And he's just going to decide to just take you. And what was the deal? I mean, when you look at it, you know, uh, from from a coaching perspective, you, can, you know, I kind of pulled myself out of it after a while um, and be like, makes sense. You have a lot of money to spend. You know, you have a guy that's proven to be sure. a good leader. Um, you're build, trying to build a mentality for a team. You want to bring as many of those kind of guys in as you can. And... <clears throat> you know, taking all the emotions and all the history out of it, you know, mm-hmm. you can totally understand it. Right. And look, I give the guy credit. He's, he's a good coach now. I mean, he's, he's been successful at what he does. And, uh, you know, but for me, it was just the things that he would tell me on the field, which is, which I should be able to leave it on the field, but uh, you know, you carry some oh, of those things, you, you, you know, like some okay. of those guys. Sure. Um, but I respect him. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. You know, I don't hate the guy. I respect him. And, and I understand where he's coming from. And um, You just didn't want to go. And I just didn't want to go for yeah. all the reasons of, of, of you know, what I've done here and, and yeah. what I built here. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and, and so, the, you know, I go, you know, and, um, you know, I'm still kind of at the tail, very tail end of my career. And they're playing on, you know, they're preseason on turf. And... You know, I, I told him I'd quit and, you know, I then I that was just a spur of the moment reaction. And when I sit down and I think about things and I'm like, all right, you know, I still have maybe a year or two left in me and um, I'm going to give it a go and, and hope that, you know, the team can work out a trade for me because I knew they wanted me back. Yeah. Um, you now, know, the Dynamo I, you know, were, they were surprised, too. Were they surprised? Oh yeah, I mean, they I remember I was if, shocked. If, I, 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 we if, were shocked. If they knew I was going to get taken, I, I'm pretty sure they would have sure. protected me. Right. You know. Well. <laughs> no, I know. Yeah. Uh, I, I almost. You know. That's almost a guarantee. Yeah. yeah. I, 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 I would hope, but yeah. So, um, you know, they, they took a chance, and yeah. and you know, it didn't work out. So, but it did work out in the end, in the sense yeah, that back. you know, yeah. I, the the other team. Um, I went up there. I was, you know, professional, and you know, the coach tried to talk to me in the beginning. He's like, "Look, I want to meet with you," and I was like, "Okay, let's meet." And I was like, "All right." And he's like, and he told me his plan and why he took me. And I already, you know, you already kind of know those things. And then, yeah. then I'm like, "Yeah, you know, look, don't talk to me. <laughs> don't, don't tell your staff not to talk to me." I'm going to come every day. I'm going to be a good professional. I'm going to be great with the guys. Yeah. I'm going to give you 110% on the field. But, like, 
I'm not your friend. I don't like you. I don't respect you. Yeah. Um, you know, at the time. <clears throat> and, uh, you know, that's the way it's going to be. And so I went, you know, and, and look, believe me, I, I love the guys that I met up there. We had a good time. We worked, you know, I, I um, you know, and, and, and I tried, you know, my best, but I, I think I was on the tail end. I think he kind of knew it. And I thought he thought maybe, okay, we wouldn't get what he, he wanted to sure. out of me. And so I think, you know, he came to in the sense that he's like, okay, he might not be as effective as I wanted him to be. Um, but uh and you came back so, so it was good so and i came back and really happy that i was able to come back and yeah. be a part of you know the the opening of of uh, bbva compass stadium and uh it, it all worked out in the end you know and learned some some, some good lessons along the way Definitely. and, and uh, made some mistakes along the way but it's what know, life's about right it, yeah for sure was, and like i said as long as you learn from them and, and move on things things should be okay uh so 2013 <clears throat> your final year Right, you you retire, and mm -hmm. then at that moment, um, what was the announcement like for you, and what was going through your mind as you kind of entered this other phase <laughs> of your life? I was still hoping I would be like I was I was playing, you know, yeah, uh, just as you know, as a competitor, you always sure. that never be goes out. away, by the way. Yeah, right? and you know, I obviously still felt that I was better than I was getting the opportunities. Um, so that's kind of a tough pill to swallow as you're as you're kind of getting phased out a little bit. And uh, you know, for me, it was I realized that you know I've I've beat up my body tremendously uh, over the life of my career, and it was one of those things where I was you know taking um, uh, anti-inflammatories, and sometimes I you know I take some. Um, uh, shots to kind of like pain shots for, for games just to kind of get through the games. And, you know, I was doing that for the first half of the year and, and I just realized, you know, this long term is probably not really good for me. Yeah. And, and, you know, at that point I made a choice where, okay, I got to stop doing this stuff, get my, you know, at least my organs and the inside, you know, I don't want to abuse them too much. And, and once I did that, I, I really couldn't keep up with the guys without mm -hmm. experiencing massive amount of pain, you know, day in and day out, like, you know, walking down the stairs, having to hold on to the rail Ugh. just to kind of get down the stairs in the morning till my body warmed up. And it was, it, it, it was just like, okay. And then I would get angry every day in training because the young kids were running circles around me. And, right. And if you'd uh, lose in training, you'd be upset. <laughs> That's still and, with you. And so point. I was yeah. being angry and angry. And so, you know, that you kind of deal with that as the season progresses. And, you know, by the end you're like, okay, you know, it's, it's good. I'm really tired, you know, and, and it, it was awesome just because, you know, the fans appreciated what I've done, you know, and, and I, I got, the opportunity to kind of retire on my own terms and you know the organization was fantastic um you know helping me set up you know a retirement game and and you know a roast the, the night before match, which, was, which was great yeah yeah and those were like those are probably some of my my favorite moments you know not only as a player but just ever you know mm -hmm. to have all your friends kind of come in yeah. and celebrate that was a fun night your family to come in and and it was a fun night and you know a lot of people that a lot of people that came um really enjoyed it you know and it wasn't just kind of like this this you know all right yeah see you later yeah thing. Right. But, but it actually came and and got a lot of joy out of even the players you know had a really good time and yeah. so it's something that a lot of the guys and and fans even still talk about 
today and so I, I definitely appreciative and got to got to go out on my own terms more or less and, and which is and, what every player wants and got a great farewell uh so extremely grateful for all of that so before we move on to your next phase now we're still in the soccer realm i have to ask you um look the organization they right now i i think they're in a tough spot they're in a tough spot um I don't. They've got some talent on the field. I mean, how do you assess where the Dynamo are now? I know you're still kind of involved in the organization. I understand, but how do you assess it? Because there's a there's a lot of fans that are really unhappy with the way <laughs> this is going, and you see it every time, every match. Social media lights up. Um, what what do you assess the organization is right now? Ah, uh, probably rock bottom, close to you know, uh, re, in regards to perception. Yeah. Uh, from the fans, I think uh, yeah, there's a lot of blame. I think to go around, you look at the fans; they've they were set a high. We have a high bar, which is great. You always want to set the high bar. Yeah, you guys set which, that high which bar, which is really good. Yeah, uh, I think that um, there's been some missteps along the way from from organization. Uh, I think that. Um, the fans uh, are fair weather sometimes as well, uh, and you know, there's lots of finger pointing. You know, mm-hmm. I, and I think you know it's 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 easy to point the finger. You know, I, I think that um, the organization is is working hard to turn things around. I think uh, Matt on the soccer side of things is is doing a good job of of, of kind of trying to build a team. Uh, I look at the past couple like three years. I think the team's been good enough. To, uh, well, to be was, in the playoffs. Also, saying, to be in the there's playoffs. some talent on the field. There's, there's I mean, some, Elise there's some definite talent on the field. I mean, there's some, there's some uh, good I think players. I think these teams are even more talented than than we were in the past. You know, from a pure technical standpoint, yeah. but I think from a mental standpoint, that's where they struggle. And I and I and you know I think, I think bringing should, in like a guy like Delagarza, Kiki Struna, you bringing in. You know the Figueroa. These are all veteran guys. You know Beasley yep. that you think could kind of help control and, and turn that locker room around. But you know I don't think that uh, they're vocal enough, right? I mean you need a good mix, mm-hmm. and and a lot of times, you know that's and that's the difference. I think you know I think you need guys that will stand up and take responsibility and demand. Um, demand accountability from other players and I, I i think that's the part that's missing right where the guys because you have extremely talented individuals and good leaders and great players that that play the game at high level but i think that you know for them to be successful you need that day in and day out drive to win at yeah. practice to win at and that bite and that fight uh and i think they miss that but pure technical ability these guys, they have it, you know, but, but from a pure fight, I'm going to do sure. what it takes to win, and I'm going to do that every day in training, and that doing that every day in training transfers over into the games. I think that's where the, this team is lacking on, on the field. I think you see that, by the way, in all those late losses, yeah. late and, draws. And, I mean, that I think that's, that's, deflating. that's so deflating for yeah. any group. Yeah. And it becomes a habit, right? It becomes a habit. And and it's very hard to find those guys 
that can pull other guys along with them to get sure. out. And, it, and it's not just one guy. It has to be a core group of, you know, five to eight guys mm -hmm. that are at any one moment, one of those guys could be like, all right, let's go, you know, and, you know, get your head yeah, up. Let's go. We're going to win. We're not going to lose. Yep. And you don't have that mentality at the moment. If they did, you know, like, and, and that you can look at it, you can see how the confidence just yeah. falls out of the guys. And a young team, you know, so you can, you know, yeah. Well, the more. next manager's got to be a big Right, and so, and that's gotta be you know, huge. I think Davey, Davey was that type of player, right? But he can't be the only guy doing that or else the rest of the guys sure. will be like, oh, you're just, you know, you're old grumpy guy. You're yeah, right. right. You, need, you need five or six other guys to come in and be like, He's right. You know, to supplement this. Let's do this, yeah. right? Yeah, sure. And so, you know, either it's them setting up trainings to be, you know, more competitive. So you're getting that fight out of the guys week in and week out. Um, but I think that's kind of on the team side of things. I think that's where, where we're at right now. Um, and then, you know, and I don't know if that's a generational thing, too. You know, those guys are harder to find, you know. Yeah, who, who it knows? might be. Who knows? Might be. Um, but... Uh, and then on the on 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 the front office side, obviously the ownership is is you know they've they've it's definitely changing. Mm -hmm. um, you know the people that are in charge. Uh, I met John, like John. You know I hope you know I hope, do what I can to help him to make yeah. this thing successful. Uh, I think they do have some new ideas and fresh ideas in there. Um, but when you look at it, I think a lot of it comes down to winning. I mean yeah. you, you know Absolutely. especially in this city. I mean look at the Astros three oh, four years ago, sure. right? And when they were the worst in the league. And then they got good. They made the playoffs. Definitely. And people kind of came for the playoffs. And then people stopped coming again, even though they were pretty good. And it wasn't until, the, like, they made the playoffs. Like, they, they the missed World the playoffs. Series right, yep. they missed yep. the playoffs. In 2016, then they, they missed it. And they made yeah. the World Series. And then after then, it's been lights out. Right. Right? Fans Can't go anywhere without it. an Astros cap. And, and part of that is, is people get to know when you're a winning team, you have personalities. Yes. And that's created through winning and and the players and so people kind of get to know those players and yeah. now I think that's what happened with you guys though yeah 100 yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean you got look to at, know you and people in town that, that yeah, never seen you before you were good and then you guys had great personalities that kind of well, came out too as well not only that there's consistency right there's consistency in the team when you're not a good team the turnover is tremendous so yes. there's nobody you know like i said five years ago nobody could name anybody outside of altuve and maybe keiko right that's right uh, and then, you know, now they pretty much know the roster from top to bottom. Yes. That's because you, you're keeping that core group of guys year over year over year. Whereas when you're, when you're losing, you know, you, there, there's no one you can really stick to or hold on to. And yeah. so that's, that's the difficulty of, of a team, right? And so, you know, it's, there's, a, there's a lot of little factors there that, 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 that play into it. Um, but well, I hope they turn it around, man. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's tough. It's tough. It's tough. <laughs> it is tough watching that sometimes. It is I'm, tough to see, you know. Yeah, and, I'm sure and, for you, and, since and, you put that uniform on. I mean, that's yeah, really hard. Yeah, but you know, the the guys, like I said, I think they have the talent there. They just, and it's just a, it's a mentality thing, you know. And if 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 a coach can come in and help build that mentality, or they bring in one or two other guys that can kind of help build that mentality, I mean, the team should be successful and i thought they would be successful because i, I thought that but I, but you can just see that like you said you, i mean you brought it to a great point when the team wilts in the last few minutes of a game it's it's a confidence thing it's not it's not an ability thing it's it's no. a mental thing upstairs 
And, you know, looking in this last game against, uh, you know, the LAFC, where they, right. they first half, they pretty much played them even. Yeah. Right? And then the second half comes along, and LAFC is the confident team. They come in, and you can kind of see that confidence build, 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 and the Dynamo just like, uh, uh, oh, you know, here we go happen. again. Here we go again. Yeah. Yep. And so um, it's a habit, you know, and that, yeah. and that habit starts in training, and I think that's, you know, I think if if Davey can get that part right, um, you know the team the team is better than their than their record shows. All right, now yeah. let's talk about your mentality. <laughs> talking about mentality yeah. uh, off the field because yeah. what you've done over the last couple of years has been super successful. Everybody knows about pitch twenty five. You opened at the right time with the World <laughs> Cup. That was huge. Good job. I know. I know it was a, I guess I, yes, it was stressful. <laughs> and it was a little rushed, but hey, you got it done. Now it's super successful. It's a great spot. If yeah. you haven't checked it out, go to Pitch 25. You're working on East End Backyard yep. as well. Yep. Tell me about that project and how that's going when you plan on opening and how excited are you about that? Well, first of all, like when you retire, I mean, you kind of have ideas of what you think you want to do. And and so I originally thought I wanted to run a team, right? And, you know, I got a great opportunity in, in overseeing the Dash for a number of years. And, you know, along with that came, you know, getting married, having a kid, you know, uh, retiring. Sure. A lot of major life things happening all at once. And, um, you know, I don't think I was very successful at running the Dash. <laughs> you know, I, I, uh, you know, I look back and... and, and uh, just me wish i wish i knew a little bit more wish i'd done a little bit more that's kind of uh, learning on the fly there for yeah you know, it was definitely bit. learning on the fly you know i didn't you know i don't really feel like i had a ton of help um you know as far as like giving a roadmap or got to learn from somebody so a lot of it was on the fly and you know with that is you know a lot of mistakes along the way um you know and and um you know, and but I you realized learned, you learned, yeah. Yeah, I realized and I learned that, you know, one, you know, I, at this point in my life, it's I'm not ready to run a team. I don't want to run a team. I want to spend more time with my, my, my son at home. I don't want to spend 80 hours in a week to, yeah. to, on a team. And that's what it takes to be successful at a job like that. You have to you have to put in the 80 hours a week. You know, you have to be traveling a lot, you know, and and I wasn't and I'm not ready for that because mm-hmm. I won't. Like I said, I want to spend more time. You know, I want to have more upside financially yep. um, than if I'm going to you know, work 80 hours a week. You know, the financial side has to be extremely high for me so that I can eventually spend more time with my family down the road. But, you know, so there's a number of factors that, that kind of played into that. And I, I, you know, fortunate enough to realize that. And at the same time, I, you know, I saw an opportunity in Pitch 25. Um, you know, I, I thought. You know, I, I didn't think it would be as successful as it as it as it is, and you know, thanks to everybody that does come out. Uh, but it, but great it just concept, made, great it, spot. I mean, it, yeah, it made out sense, well. right? Yeah. The more I thought about it, the more it made sense. And you know, I'm one of those guys that like if I if I if I believe in it, I'm gonna I'm gonna make it happen, right? And uh, been successful with that. And yeah. so that kind of led into my next project, right? I mean, it's you know, Pitch Twenty Five was great location, great rent, you know, um, you know, great. Uh, partners behind it you know great uh, media attention that we could draw to it to to make that all successful and then um you know it was never like i want to be in the bar business but you know i got another <laughs> opportunity to have a buddy who owns the land give me a great deal yeah. on 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 the lease there is helping me build it out you know feel there's a niche there in in edo because nobody has a backyard um you yep. know they all have pets you know i know i see them coming in a pitch uh so create something for for the neighborhood 
people to have and you know eventually kind of build out the whole block into being an area that you know five or six businesses that kind of feed mm-hmm. into a common backyard and you know so I, I like the idea i think it's going to be successful i hope it's going to be successful it makes sense you know from from a from a business standpoint uh to do uh you know uh and, and when do you want to launch try to that? so i'm hoping we can open you're working on it now yeah now, yeah so. we're in we're in the process of construction right now um you know obviously construction always takes longer and the budgets are always <laughs> bigger than you want them to be um to start off with but uh but things are going along good you know i i think you know uh optimistically we'd like to open in uh december sometime uh, we get that going so you know that's a, that's a great thing um enjoy that you know side of things and you know giving others opportunity to as well um you know bar manager and and uh my events guy there yeah uh so uh, you know fingers crossed that uh we'll be successful out there and finally you're a financial advisor <laughs> you're a financial advisor uh which uh has got to be pretty exciting for you i know you're you're excited about this opportunity yeah that you've gotten. so so like i said like, i mean when i when I, when I went to college, you know, it was it was never to be a professional athlete. It was to be uh, work in business, you know, and, and accounting. So I have an accounting degree. Yeah. I love numbers, you know. Now uh, my father-in-law uh, runs uh, U.S. Capital, a, a broker dealer slash RA uh, firm, and you know, I've always so I've always been kind of involved and in, with the money money side of things and intrigued and and kind of been learning from him over the past you know four or five years um that have been retired and you know i really feel that you know there's an opportunity there to not only help athletes but uh to also help other business owners um mm-hmm. you know with the financial side of things so you know i i made the jump you know, uh in in january how's it going um, it's good i mean it's a it's a it's a learning process right i mean it's it's it's, it's definitely a learning process I, I feel like i have great relationships uh throughout the city sure um you know and hopefully that can lead to to business down the road but you know at at this moment i really feel like i am just kind of uh learning as much as i can uh and i'm enjoying that process of it you know i think at that firm there's a number of great brokers that i've been able to sit down with and and talk to and 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 learn from and uh i'm excited about uh you know uh, this side of uh, my business or uh, doing this business uh, moving forward. All right, man. Well, wish you the best of luck. Brian Ching, uh, Dynamo Legend, financial advisor. This has been Time Out with DG. Brian, always a pleasure getting to talk to you. Best of luck to you. Thanks. So, as I always say, we hope you enjoyed the show because we enjoyed bringing it to you. Catch you next time on the next Time Out with DG. Have a good one.